We're in the middle of a great series on nature study. Today we're going to talk about the nature notebook. What should you put in it? When should you put in your entries? All of those great practical questions we're going to ask Karen Smith for her answers on. I'm glad you've joined us. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me today is Karen Smith, our nature study go-to person. Thanks for all your help in this nature study series. We've received a lot of questions about the nature notebook or the nature journal. Let me just give you a sampling, all right? Buckle your seatbelts. There's a, there's a boatload of these. Um, for our nature notebooks, do the children take them with them as we're on a walk and then stop and jot or sketch? Or do they observe first and then work in the notebooks when we return? Also, for daily nature study, is it best to let the child zero in and study and sketch whatever they come across outside? Or is the nature journal entry supposed to be what was studied for nature study? Um, here's another one. When we get out there, they're so eager to play and explore that they don't want to do any sketching. But if we wait and sketch at home, they can't see what they're supposed to be sketching. They can't look at it. And here's one more. How can we do nature study if the child is both artistic and loves nature, but refuses to use the nature journal, which that child happened to pick out, you know? So a whole gamut of questions about this. It seems like these questions fall into basically two categories, you know? Um, what should go in the nature notebook? Is it just whatever the child is interested in, or is it a focused assignment, if you will? And then also, when should they put those entries in? So well, let's start with what should we put in there? Um, just whatever interests them? I mean, you know the story. When my kids were little, and I sent them out, and I said, find something to draw, and they gave me pictures of mailboxes. Yes. So, because okay. It's not just draw what you see. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so do we just do what interests them, or do we assign them and, and focus them on something? Give us some tips. It depends. If the child is working through a science course that requires an assigned nature study type thing, draw this for whatever they're studying, then you need to require that they do what the assignment is, obviously. Now that reminds me of, for example, in your science courses, you have nature, some nature study. Yes. Um, activities, I guess you'd call it, yes. that can go with certain lessons. Not every lesson. Not every lesson. But if you come to a lesson that has a nature study assignment, then yeah. treat it like any other assignment. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. Outside of assignments from a course, it's up to you. Do you want to require your child to draw what you've chosen for them to look at for the day? Or do you want the child to draw whatever he finds that interests him. Now, of course, we have to set boundaries. Don't draw the mailbox. Unless, of course, it has flowers drawing on, uh, growing yeah, on it yeah. or around it or something like that. Well, that, that. makes me then, feel better. Then you could do that. Because it did have a Carolina jessamine growing, you know, a vine See? growing on it. Maybe they were drawing the flowers and I thought it was just the box. See? Oh, we just redeemed that story. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the keys for a nature journal 
to get your children to really want to put something in it is to make sure that your child understands that the nature journal is the child's. It's his keepsake, kind of a memory album of the things that he has connected with in nature. And so you would not want somebody to tell you what you had to put in, say, a diary. True, yeah. Or and like your, your picture album for your wedding or something. You know, that, that's very personal. Yes, yes. And so the nature journal is like that too. Yes. So there is a bit of having a purpose in mind when you go out to do nature study. But when you're out there, if your child finds something else that's of interest to him, let him look at it and yeah. put that in his nature journal if that's what he would like to do. It's his. There are different ways that your children can record their observations. Some children like to draw or paint. Some children don't like to do that. They might want to just jot down some notes about the details of what they've, they've seen. Um, others might want to take a picture. There are you know any number of creative ways that our children can come up with oh, to, yes. to put things into their nature journals and make them their own. One thing you might want to consider, if you have a science course that requires some nature study, is to have a separate book for that. And then another nature journal for when you're just doing your regular nature study apart from the oh. science course. So... So you can have one yeah. for your school records. Right. Just like you might, might have a notebook for your science lessons. Yes. You could put your nature study assignments from that course in that notebook. Yes. But then if he sees something just for his own interest, he could put that in his special keepsake yes. version. I, you wouldn't have to do that, but I like that idea if that works best. Yes. That's great. And another thing to remember is, yes, you should require your child to put something in the notebook. Yes. I hear that all the time. It's like, it's the child's own possession, so we don't put any expectations on the child. And if they just want to draw a sun as a circle and some lines coming out of it, that's good enough. At least they put something in it. Maybe if he's six. But <laughs> yeah, but I think there's, there's a balance there because we're trying to instill habits. I mean, the whole one of the um, one of the benefits, one of the goals of nature study is to develop a habit of observation and best effort. Yes. So, what kind of parameters might you? Well, it depends on the age of the child, I guess. It does, but you can al you can always require that they put something in the book whether it's whatever you went out to see purposefully or something that the child saw that interests him more. So, but requires something. And I've talked to some moms who actually put a time frame on that. That's a good idea too, because children can drag a lesson out for a or long time. Or the other time. way. It's like, uh, I want to get to the playground, so I'm just going to yes. throw something in here real quick. Yes. So if you give them, and it depends on the child again. It does. We can, we can tweak this however we need to to customize it for that child. But if you give them, I want you to spend at least five minutes observing, observing this mm -hmm. and making your record, 
that's going to slow them down because if they finish it off, it's like, oh, good, okay, you've still go got play. four minutes, honey. Mm-hmm. See what else you can see about it. That might help them cultivate that yes. habit a little better. Yes. Set those boundaries. But then remember that your child's drawing or your child's notes are his own, mm-hmm. and they are, they are not for you to critique or to grade because it's his connection to nature and his memories of what he saw. So, so be it's very careful like, not to... Yeah, yeah, not to squelch, squelch their desire, their, their interest yes. in nature. So it's almost like we are um, setting our expectations on effort. Yes. Making sure they put in effort. But we're not putting expectations on the end product. Correct. Of, you know, how good of a drawing is it? How well did yes. they write their entry? Is the spelling correct? You know, we're not critiquing uh, no, any of that. No, we're not critiquing that It's at just all. effort. Did you put in the effort? Yes. Okay, so that's the what should go in the nature notebook. Let's talk about the when. Do they do these entries while they're out in nature or after they get home or when? Well, that depends also. You love that answer. (laughs) But it makes sense, total sense, absolutely. Nature study is different than your math lesson that you probably do at the table Mm. or your history lesson where maybe you're reading your book on the couch all snuggled together. Nature study is a little interesting at times. (laughs) (laughs) So... Whether you're going to draw, draw in your nature journals or not in the field or at home might depend on where you're doing your nature study. Mm, that's true. If you are doing your nature study within your home, in your backyard, or maybe in your neighborhood, bringing your nature journals with you is easy. Yeah. Because you're not lugging them halfway across town and, you know, on a half-hour hike or something like that. It's easy to bring the nature journals. They're right there. So that would be a good time to require drawing or noting in them when you're doing nature study. Now, if you have something come up that's spontaneous, maybe you're walking on the sidewalk between stores or whatever, Mm. and you see something that you don't normally see and you stop to take a look. Like this isn't our usual nature study lesson time. Correct. We just happen to notice Correct. this. You're, You're probably not, not, gonna not going have to have them your in your nature back journal pocket. with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so in that case, you can you you can note what you see. Maybe mom makes some notes on her on her phone, or you grab a scrap of paper or a napkin from the car and jot down some notes. You can take a picture, so you can remember those when you get home, and then they can make entries later. It also depends on what you're looking at in nature. How's that? Well, some things don't sit still. Oh, well, that's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Insects, birds, and, and animals have a tendency to want to move around while you're trying to draw it's them. It's a nasty and habit. <laughs> for those of us who, who don't draw very well. Yeah, or very quickly. That can yeah. be very frustrating. Yeah. So in those cases, taking a picture that you can draw from later is a good idea. Or even several pictures mm-hmm. if they're from different, different angles, angles or if they're moving around, you might be able to capture different Yes, and you might get one that's not blurry. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, you know, do that. Sometimes it depends on the personality of your child. Hmm. 
Some children just don't want to draw while they're out in nature. And that's okay. We are all different. And, you know, there are some children, there are some people that when they are drawing at the same time that they are observing, that drawing can be a hindrance to them of observing the characteristics and habits because they're so focused on what does it look like, not what is it doing. That's a good point. So, you know, there's some balance there. Know your child. Yes. Give your child a little bit of freedom there. Well, and, and I was just thinking of my youngest, who it's very difficult. Her fine motor skills are very underdeveloped and wobbly. So drawing and writing requires a huge amount of mental effort. Yes. Which then siphons that away from the observation yes. effort. Yes. So that's so a you good can point. capture the observations in writing in some way. And then later, when your child has some time, you can have them draw if they want to draw. Mm -hmm. It's their nature journal. So if they want a drawing, they can do that. If they just want the notes, that's fine too. There are other times that it's just not convenient to stop. I'm thinking of when you're hiking in a, in a wetland area might be near a body of water, near a pond, or something like that. And certain times of the year, if you stop, the mosquitoes descend upon you. <laughs> that would not be a very pleasant <laughs> way to sketch anything. It is not pleasant at all. So I, I there get are times the idea, you don't want to stop. You know this from experience. Of course. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, there are times that you will need your nature journals with you depending on what you're doing. If, you're, if, if your focus is to do rubbings of different tree bark, you're going to want your nature journals or at least some paper with you so you can do that. It's, it's very hard. hard to do that at home. Without the tree. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good point. So, you know, keep that balance. Um, sometimes when you are out in the field, um, there may be things that your children um, want to bring home with them. Yes. So yeah. bringing specimens home is something that you can do if the law allows where you live. There are different laws at different levels in our governments that, that allow you to take some things or prevent you from taking anything. So make sure you check your laws before you take that So when you say at, at different levels, you mean like there might be a city law, there might be a county law, there yes. might be... So there you might just be need a federal to... law or a state law. And so you need to be aware of what the laws in How your area do you area find those that. laws? I, I've seen you go online, but what type of stuff do you search for? Usually the DNR sites are... DNR? Yes, Department of Natural Resource sites. Um, places like campgrounds or... Um, County parks, state parks, that sort of a thing, they will have those rules listed. Okay. So good, very helpful. Those type of places. Yeah, mm -hmm. good. Um, I've talked with other moms, and this is something I did as well, where just on a practical level, we had a waterproof bag, and we just kept all the nature notebooks in there, a few field guides, not, you know, not the whole library, and some 
watercolor pencils or watercolor paints and maybe a magnifying glass. And we just kept that zipped up and always ready. So if we went to the park or when it was time for nature study outside, we could just grab that bag and put it in the van and it's with us it in case already. we need it. You didn't have yeah. to go find everything to take it with you. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that's very helpful because there's a mental block I would think if it's like, oh, we got to go we have to get gather ready everything to go. up, yes. you know. And I know some moms really make their nature study bag very, I suppose it depends on the personality of the mom, you know, whether you're a minimalist or if it's like, let's put in a waterproof blanket tarp and put in, you know. For me, it'd be a backpack with a journal, a couple of field guides and some pencils. That'd be it. That's, you're the minimalist type. <laughs> but other ones, you know, you can put in hand wipes. You can put in, yes. you know, all types of stuff. But if you have it all ready to go, that's the main thing. It is. So it's not it 60 it pounds, you know, but. And, and there are times, maybe you're going to a park that's you know, a drive away from your home. For nature study or just For going? For nature study. Okay. And you don't want to carry that on your, on your walk. You can leave it in the car and have the children draw at a picnic table or even in the car when you come back. And that's a good time to take your specimens because you're not taking them away from the park area too. Oh, so the laws don't mean you can't pick it up and move it to a different part of the park to study it. Sometimes they do, but usually not. Okay, usually it's just removing mm -hmm. it from the park, but yes. check the laws just yes. to make sure. That's a great idea. I never thought about that. I thought it was just, you know, don't touch this or we'll cut off your hand <laughs> type no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that mean about it. Okay, good. <laughs> Mostly they want to preserve the natural area Absolutely. for others to enjoy. Yeah. And if you know, if you come in or somebody else comes in and they're constantly picking the flowers or moving the rocks around or whatever, they've destroyed the enjoyment of nature for you. Yeah. yeah. So it's really respecting what others might want to see when they're out in nature too. That's a good way to look at it. Good. Thanks so much for all these great ideas. It makes the nature notebook not quite so daunting. And um, a little more personal, really. Yes. That's what it's all about. Um, I love how you said it's, it's your keepsake, your personal record. As you get to know more of God's creation, you're just journaling along the way. Yes. That's great. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes on nature study and other topics that we talk about, too. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.